I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, all right, so that brings us to the running backs because part of you know kind of the transition here is the guy who had the most catches for them last week was Samaj P. Ryan. And if you had told me in 2017 when I was covering Samaj P. Ryan as a rookie, here in Washington, that he would eventually be the leading receiver on a team in any game in his NFL career, I would have looked at you like you had 10 heads. I just looked this up real quick, Logan. This is a guy that had total in his three years at Oklahoma, 40 receptions, 15 as a freshman, 15 as a sophomore, 15 as a junior before leaving or sophomore, junior, senior. I don't remember uh, if he redshirted his freshman year. Point is three years, 40 receptions, uh, and 10, yeah, he was a junior, 10 in his last year. He had four uh, the other day. He has completely transformed himself uh, and did that while he was in Cincinnati. They didn't even bother trying to use him out of the backfield when he was here. Cincinnati kind of becomes their third down back. Right. And now he is in that role again behind a very, very good first and second down back who can catch the ball a little bit as well in Javante Williams. The Denver run game is actually the thing that I think is scarier than obviously Russ can create big shots. That is, that is scary. And if Jerry Judy is back, that is scary. But I think the big test, especially considering how the linebackers played last week and Cody Barton in particular um, is going to be this run game for Denver. Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> I think it's also important to just, it kind of speaks to their offensive philosophy. I think they had, well, if you could double check me on this, I think they had 52 or 56 offensive snaps there were 21 rushing attempts by backs, and I think the backs had six catches. So over half of their offense was running backs. You know what I mean? Like it's that thing. Just let that sink in for a second. Like so much of what they're doing is going to go through this position group because of this conservative offensive philosophy. And you mentioned Devontae Williams. He had the highest broken tackle percentage of any player coming out of college. He's coming off the ACL. He doesn't look great. 64 offensive snaps. Thank you. But so, yeah, about half of what they were doing was through the running backs, which is crazy to think about that. Anyway, the um, but he's a very physical runner. He's a big guy. He breaks tackles. He's got good vision. And I, they are going to give him the ball a ton. So I would expect Jack Del Rio to be like, let's get in Cinco. If they're going to get out here in 12 personnel and 21 personnel, let's get in Cinco. Let's build a wall. Let's let these guys make a bunch of tackles. And let's make them punt. Because, you know, there's a reason that analytics are shy, kind of shying away from running the football like this. It's not overly efficient. And when you look at Javante Williams' carries, it's like, here's a, here's a gain of one, here's a gain of two, here's a gain of three, he'll bust one for ten, right? But on the whole, it's not an efficient, efficient philosophy. So if you can kind of capitalize on that defensively, you're going to be in a lot of second and nine, second and ten, second and eights, and that's really advantageous for Jack. So can you capitalize on this conservative offensive philosophy and say, 
if they're going to run the ball so consistently on first down, let's make sure that we're ready and prepared for it. And I think this group is totally ready for it and, and give ourselves opportunities later in this down, uh, down distance sequence to be more effective. Yeah, Vegas did a good job of keeping, you know, making sure there's no explosives in the run game. Um, the, yeah. the longest carry they had was 12 from P. Ryan, and I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, that was on like a third and yeah. 33 where they like just run a draw pass. and, you know, yeah. he gets like 12 yards and it's like, okay, cool. It's third and 17 now or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, I think it was like literally third and 33. And so it was like fourth and 20 something by the time they're done. <laughs> it's like, cool. You got your 12 yard carry helps your average as uh, P Ryan averages five, one on the day on his eight carries. Uh, but in terms of actual down distance, you know, efficacy, not really doing a lot in that department. Javante Williams, 13 carries 52, a four yard average, but his long was 11. And that's the thing is like, you can't give up the explosives in the run game. Just keep them on track. If they want to run it fine. Um, but you gotta, you gotta keep them on track. And so, um, you know, making sure that Barton is a little faster to the ball, I think is, is obviously going to be key. He's got to be on top of that, but also, you know, with the team and with Russ, who's going to hit you with some play action, who's going to boot away from, you know, where, where everybody's going, uh, you got to be on top of it. And, and that's, that to me is like the concerning part is the stress on the second level of the defense. Obviously if cam curl is playing on the second level, I feel better about it. Sure. Uh, but that, that is the kind of, you know, obviously look, Hey, first level of the defense can take care of the running stuff. Great. If, if they don't ever break through and you got John Allen, Deron Payne making a bunch of tackles and Montez sweat, making a bunch of tackles. Fantastic. But the stress that they potentially could put on the second level, I think is the, the biggest uh, concerning point for me, potentially, this weekend no i agree i think uh but you know like Jamin had an excellent game I, it'll be yeah. interesting to see i also think what like it'll be interesting to see how they handle cody and the green dot this week you know because i thought Jamin played you think they could switch it as soon as this week i don't know i i really i can i'd kind of like to get your thoughts on that like i don't think they would do that but i'm always a guy that kind of like lets people play it out i just think Jamin played really well and i think he needs to be on the field more because he played that's how and I, I'm and I'm a big fan of Jamin, but like I don't think I'm. I think everyone agrees with me. If you look at his, if you watch his plays, he looks like a different dude than he did last. year. He looks like the guy from the second half of last year, which is what we thought he would do. So I think that guy, that player, needs to be on the field more. So Probably. I haphazardly went on a mini rant yesterday about this on the radio show on Wednesday's show, which yeah. is the biggest, like outside of not having figured out quarterback yet, the biggest issue of the Ron Rivera era in terms of staying in kind of this mediocre seven to 10 or seven to nine win range is resource allocation yeah. and the misuse of resources. And it you just go got on rants started every once in a while, crazy rants once in a while. This, know, is, this sounds like a legitimate one, but it's so funny. Like this is like, it just seems like uh, it just kind certain of things bother me, man. I and this know, is, I get this it. is one of them. It. And it start. you know what it started with though. And, and kind of what really triggered it was, him just saying, yeah, Cameron's working it out on the snaps. And it's like, they traded up for a long snapper. Right. And and they're given this long snapper who they traded up for all the chances in the world at a position where you can just go find a guy who can do the job. And Cam's out there. I'll do respect to Cameron Cheeseman. I hope he figures it out. Like, I'm not wishing for this dude to lose his job because he's a human being and he deserves that respect. But, like, it's not that hard to find another long snapper. Um, right. It's just the position. Middle linebacker, a position that you don't typically use first round picks on. They figure Jamin Davis is special enough, or linebacker, not just middle linebacker. Yeah. Jamin is special enough that we're going to use a first round pick on him 
And three years in, as he is getting better and better and better and has turned into a pretty good football player, right. you're cutting his snaps to 60%? Like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, I, I understand you signed Barton in free agency, but it's not like you signed him for big money. How about you take the guy that you spent a first-round pick on to be a cornerstone of your franchise, and you put him on the bleeping field? Like, that to me, yeah. it's just... It just is not that hard, and also he's better. So yeah, yeah. that's my well, that's right my take sure, on it. Right now, he's for sure better. And and again, maybe you don't feel like Jamin can do the green dot. I think he did it the last couple of games of the year, but also Cam does it. And so like yeah. I don't know. So that that again, I'm not trying to, you know, like say that Cody shouldn't be playing or whatever. But I just think sure. after one game, which is again a very small sample size, Jamin had a really good game, and Cody kind of did not have a very good game. So I want the guy who's playing better to be on the field more if I can help it. Now, let's give Cody an opportunity to kind of turn the corner here and play better football, all those kind of things. But that's something that I'd be really curious to see, like how they handle that over the next couple of weeks. Like if Cody doesn't start playing better, like what do they end up doing? At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. I agree with you. I think the best case scenario for this team right now is if Barton can play better because then you get your two best guys on the field, right? Theoretically, Barton's one of your best two. Barton and Davis together, great. And the other problem is like if Barton is your mic and your signal caller, taking him off the field becomes more complicated. Right. So do you want Jamin, you know, even if you, I guess you could obviously give Cam the green dot and have him call it. But like, do you want even even beyond the actual functional part of the green dot? Do you want Jamin bouncing inside outside or do you want to over because does that feel like overloading Jamin's plate or is part of the reason he's being successful because he's playing that one will linebacker? That's spot. a great point. Maybe. So Maybe that's exactly right. I, 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 I don't know. That's something that I we don't have the information for on a philosophical level. I go back to what I just said. I don't yeah. understand why you're setting it up so that your former first round pick isn't on the field all the time. But if given the situation is what it is right now, definitely the best case scenario is to let Barton play through it and hope very, very quickly that he turns it on. But if he doesn't, I think you're right. Like, I think very quickly you have to make that change. Jamin has been too good for too long at this point to have him sitting on the sideline for 30% of snaps because you're, you're trying to get Cody Barton, you know, figure it out. Like that well, just doesn't make sense. And to be fair, like you bring up a great point. Like maybe he's, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe he's better in that role in that capacity. Jamin, I'm talking about, maybe he's better kind of a little fresher, a little bit mentally fresher. I don't know, but he, he's playing good football. He played good football in the preseason and training camp right now. He's playing good football. And again, like, I feel like to your point, you want to see that, that freak athlete that you drive, you know, four, four, 40 inch vertical, all that stuff, those crazy long arms. Like you want to see that blossom 
into the guy that is the again like the cornerstone of that of the defensive group in addition to the defensive line. So um him like like and then Cam, you know, like you've got all these defensive pieces. It just it just is a, it's it's weird. Like they've done a really good job, I think, in the back end of finding ways to get Percy on the field, finding ways yep. to get St. Juiced on the field. Like they've been very creative in that capacity. And you know, like one of the big criticisms of of last year, one of the things that they said they wanted to get better is they didn't want Cam to play the Buffalo Nickel as much. But here he is playing the Buffalo Nickel. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like I don't know. There's there's a, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff. And again, it's one game, so like let's not overreact to it. But that's something again. If I'm keeping an eye on, especially this week against a team that's going to run the ball a ton, because I, I thought Cody actually like was okay in terms of recognition of play. But he was getting stuck on blocks a little bit. And this week versus this O-line, he's going to get really stuck. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, like does he improve? Does he get better and that stuff? Um, and, again, that's something – like, linebacker in this defense seems like it's very, very challenging, to be fair to him. And, like, we've Definitely. talked about that before. So, but can he kind of come along and, and make some plays? And I'm really curious to see that. But, again, you know, two, three weeks down the road, it does this dynamic shift? And, and we'll see. So, that actually just popped an idea in my head. And – don't don't drop your microphone. Hold on to your seat. What if they actually played a little bit of bass this week? Like what, <laughs> if, what if what if this no this guy no named Kalik Hudson got some snaps? Now they wouldn't no. do it in an actual base because that's not really in their playbook at this point. But in the idea of keeping Cam out of the Buffalo, I do wonder if they kind of put Kalik in the Buffalo role. If if Denver is going to come out in a ton of heavy personnel, and at that point it's basically base. But, you know, they have packages where Khalid can be on the field. And so I do wonder a little bit bigger body, you know, and that also has Cam coming down as the run support safety, which is nice. Cam and and Forrest as opposed to Percy. Now, Percy's pretty good in that role. So, like, I mean, I think that's probably running into is your best personnel grouping is your safeties right now. So get as many of those guys on the field as you can. I just I think like one of the things they said is they don't want Cam to get banged up. And so how do you mitigate some of those hits? Uh, playing the Buffalo because he's excellent, man, dude. Like watching the game, he is an absolute animal. Like he's taking on pulling guards, he's cutting guys down, like he's skating blocks, he's doing all this stuff that's really awesome. And I, and you want that on the field as much as possible, but I also want that on the field for week eighteen. You know what I mean? I want it right. for the whole year as opposed to sporadically. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that too moving forward. Like how they handle his load, how they handle. Well, his I reps think the and, idea was that Quan was gonna pick up some of that slack and obviously Quan is uh if people didn't see the injury report Quan is dmp right now he's in concussion protocol um but also the way he played in the preseason they and based off his snap count in week one which was zero on defense it's pretty clear that he's not ready for the big time yet sure sure and and yeah yeah and so we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out again week one think about last year week one and think about like week 10 of last year like it was gonna make the pro bowl yeah, and so like there's a lot of stuff that still needs to be figured out, and guys have off weeks, and I think we'll see how they 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 as we get more data points, we'll have more answers on this. But these are just some things that I think after week one, we're kind of all kind of keeping an eye on defensively. Like we're all excited; it's a very talented group, and we're talking about little minutia here. But Cody Barton's development, Cam Crow's utilization, can he stay healthy? You know what I'm saying? Like and can yep. Chase playing on defense? All those things are yep. things that are are going to be really interesting to watch over the next couple of weeks. I don't think there's any disputing that it's a very talented group. We're really excited about that group. And so we can talk about some of these smaller, minute details and uh, and kind of see how it goes. But again, they this this week, they're not going to be challenged um, you know, down the field as much. It's going to be a very physical kind of rock'em, sock'em, robots type deal. And I think this group um, you know, has shown that they can handle that kind of thing. So 
Rock'em, sock'em. That, I've, I feel like if we did podcast titles uh, based off of quotes from the episode, it's going to be a Rock'em, sock'em robots type deal would 100% be the title of like this you episode. Just stand, like, you know, they just stand, they just punch each other. Oh, yeah, I remember. Bop, 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 bop. So that's what it is. No, no cover guarding. Just we're we're just punch each other in the face for six. That's a Logan Paulson type of game right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, next time you'll hear from us will be Sunday, one p.m. We are at MGM National Harbor, broadcasting live for the Take Command pregame show. Your boy is officially uh, out of quarantine, Logan. So I there will be there. Uh, I am excited to be back out of my own home. Uh, I have sat in this exact chair. I actually haven't moved from this chair. All I've done is radio shows and podcasts from this chair. I don't even remember what my living room looks like. That's not true. <laughs> uh, but I'll see you guys on Sunday with Logan at Tap MGM Sports Bar or Tap Sports Bar at MGM National Harbor. Uh, and of course, if you can't make it to join us there in Oxon Hill, you can watch on YouTube at the Team 980 at 106.7 The Fan or listen on either radio station, either on the radio or on the free odyssey app uh be back then sunday night for our post game pod also live uh on all the digital platforms uh we got to figure out the timing of that with the 425 games so stay tuned to the social medias to know when that is going to happen logan's at logan underscore paulson 82 on instagram and i'm on twitter at craig hoffman and yes i'm still calling it twitter all right that's it for this show see you next time peace out Thanks for watching this clip of Take Command. First, why don't, you, why don't you like it? It lets other people know that it was good, and then they should watch it too. And Logan, we have a new exclusive home for full episodes. We do. 106.7 The Fans YouTube page. Go check it out, and please subscribe. Yeah, do, do what Logan said. Do He's it. Very, very smart. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.